Hi everyone, welcome back. On this episode of Inside the Inspired, I sat down with Kasha Bozna of Romantic Chocolate, a nutritious, handmade, and organically sourced chocolate company located on 57th Street and 1st Avenue in Manhattan. Kasha shared her wealth of practical experience and immense insight on how she was able to manage stress even when the ceiling was literally falling down. Kasha and I took a few minutes to catch up before the show. I've known Kasha for a couple of years now, and it was truly a pleasure learning from her romantic journey, and I'm confident that you will too. I hope you enjoy this episode, and stay tuned for after the show. Kasha, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I'm so glad to hear that it was love at the first bite. (laughs) (laughs) That was my intention for everyone to be in love, not with me, actually with me as well. I don't like (laughs) with the products, with romantic chocolate. Love at first bite, absolutely, anytime. How did you come up with the idea for romantic chocolate? Let's start there. Well, that's a very good question because I never had anything to do with uh, nutrition or cooking or anything that had to do with healthy eating. Uh, my background comes uh, is from a luxury fashion uh, designer, clothes for women. So I was always inspired um, by nutrition because I wanted to make sure that I can fit into those Chihuahua designer side dresses. So I started um, studying and reading books about nutrition, about healthy eating. I think for every young woman, um, it's an important topic, especially today we live in a culture that dieting and there are so many eating disorders is very much among us. So they say that when the student is ready, the teacher will come. And I happen to have, um, to ca- I happen to came across a great book from uh, Chris Carr, Sexy Crazy Diet. She's uh, some crazy, crazy girl with uh, inspiring words. And I've learned through her journey as she was a cancer, catastrophic fourth stage uh, liver cancer survivor. She went to Hippocrates Health Institute in Florida, West Palm Beach, where she really learned how to eat healthy, how to prepare the meals, how to basically reverse her whole uh, disease. So I was very inspired by that. And um, the director of that institute happened to be doing a lecture in New York, like the following week. So talking about men to be, I went to that lecture, attended the lecture, and I was so inspired that I said, I absolutely have to pursue uh, this nutrition studies much further. So I signed, make a long story short, I completed my health educator certification in um, Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, like almost six years ago. I spent there over three months. Um, Dr. Clemos became my mentor and that's how it all started. It was like a really hardcore military style nutrition. I don't mean it in a way that it was very restrictive, but it was really the right way, the proper way. And during my um, cooking lessons and cooking uh, information and studies, I've learned and I was exposed a lot to raw chocolate. So I had a lot of interest. I love chocolate. I think most of us uh, do like it, even though I have customers who tell me they do not like chocolate. So I actually have a solution for them too, (laughs) uh, for non-chocolate lovers. And that's how it all started. I just started experimenting. I started learning with other great chefs. I traveled all over 
the world and all over the states to really take as many courses as possible and just basically practicing, practicing. And uh, when fashion business, I felt like my passion was kind of dying, maybe not dying, but I just felt like there was a time to pursue something else. And that's how it all started. What a natural shift. You recognize that you were not as motivated to pursue something you had been working with for an extremely long time. What is that like to be in a position where you've dedicated all this time and you have to open up your mind to a new opportunity? How did you wrestle with that? Absolutely. I think it also had to do with meeting the right people at the right time. Um, like everything else in life. Um, I think my breaking point <laughs> was when I attended Tony Robbins event. I am always hungry for knowledge. I'm very avid reader. So during one of his very popular events, I don't know if you ever had a chance to attend his events, who uh, they are very... Um, very long, they four to five days, depending on which one you go to. It's very energetic. It's a lot of jumping, a lot of screaming. So during one of, one of those events in New York, I noticed that when we got a break, and you barely ever get a break with Tony. So when you, when you get this five-minute break, there was uh, only pizza served and hot dogs. So I was very surprised, and I thought, here is a room, here's an opportunity. Maybe I can step into the plate and offer them my healthy snacks. So I contacted the Tony Robbins team and I said that I would love to be able to be part of their team and offer them healthy snacks. And make long story short, they invited me to Chicago because there was um, space restriction in New York. So I flew to Chicago with 5,000 bars uh, the following month during they unleashed the power within. And within one day, we were completely sold out. So I say that Tony Robbins, oh. my godfather. <laughs> romantic chocolate godfather so that's how it really all started so i gathered from my mentor and knowledge how to implement the best possible nutrition and then i just got uh, got it even elevated to a higher level with tony where i really got so much support and really approval and really encouragement that i'm on the right path that this is really what i should be focusing serving people helping people um, making the best possible bar on the market. That was my intention. And I think, uh, I think I got something. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So timing, it sounds like, was a big element of making that decision to shift from one industry to another. In terms of how you developed the recipe. It took me five years actually unbelievable it took me five years to really get a recipe and you know when you enter this business it's really you could take a route that you could take a really easy route you could go with the co-packer they already have a prefix formula you can just tell them what you really want what you like and they will just make it for you what they already have so you don't really own the recipe but it's really easy and you have no control over the ingredients you have no control over what's actually getting there. So I decided to take a little bit more difficult uh, route and I decided to really work and develop and check uh, every ingredient and see how it, uh, first of all, I was my own customer first. So I was really trying if it agrees with me and if it tastes good, the taste was um, actually the most important thing because it doesn't matter how healthy the product is, if it does not taste good, 
uh, we cannot go to another Agreed. level. Yes, so that was the taste. And of course, the quality was the foremost uh, important factor to, to develop uh, this recipe. So let's get into the recipe. Your, your chocolate bars consist of wholesome, holistic, nutritious ingredients. It's actually, and I've told you on multiple occasions from the first second I walked into the store, I looked at the back of the label and I was like, oh my God, I can pronounce everything in this. Yeah, the macronutrients. You Remember, you gave me all those formula, the macronutrients, micronutrients. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I couldn't believe the quality of the product. The ingredients are widely considered superfoods, chia seeds and, and the like. You mentioned that it took you five years to develop the formula and you have a wide selection of products. What was the first product and how did you go about curating that recipe? Yes, so the first product was a chocolate bar, my first original signature bar. And when I made that call to Tony Robbins, I didn't mention that I was in the process of developing this recipe. <laughs> I was very confident because I had, I thought, three months You didn't even time. have a recipe yet? No, not yet. I thought wow. I had. I thought I had, but it was not really consistent. So I thought after three months of experimenting it, I thought I got it. And this was very far from the truth because as I really started um, working on the recipe, everything was falling apart or melting or not holding together. So I was really, really nervous as I only had one month to, to make 5,000 bars and I was just starting. So it was really nerve wracking. And I remember sitting on the floor and crying and thinking, I think I'm just going to give up because I think I rushed it and I think it's too early. I think I should wait. I think I just rushed. But I said, no, I have to fight for it. I have to really try harder and I really have to try different ways. And I'm really happy that I didn't give up at this time, that I really continued and the recipe actually came out amazing. So the product itself consists of all of these nutritious ingredients how did you or from your training how did you take your training and identify the different ingredients that you wanted to use in order to create this holistic product so i guess the question really is how are you able to marry the nutrition with the taste and then put it together in a product? Of course. So I think I used first, first and foremost common sense. I used, uh, I rely on my own taste. And what really helped me was when I was still in a fashion business, I was going a lot to Italy to buy uh, designer clothes. I was going through showroom to showroom to warehouse and it's like, it was like every girl's job. I was shopping, a uh, dream job. It was um, shopping every day. So the only problem was that when you get into those warehouses where there is like hundreds of hundreds of thousands of best designer clothes, you have limited time to go through, through them and make the best selection. And for Italian, I don't know if you've ever been to Italy, food is religion. So of course they want to invite you for lunch or for dinner or for snack, for coffee. But I didn't have that luxury because my buying trips were they were very short, so I had to maximize my time. So I was bringing some snacks with me. At the time, I was really in love with kind snacks, with the kind bars. And 
I was just always having them handy, so I was able to survive. The only thing I noticed, they were giving me sugar crush. Uh, I love the taste. Um, I love the ingredients. I still think it's uh, the, the founder of the company. It's absolutely a genius, and I have so much respect. I know what it takes to build a company to that kind of level. Um, and I said, this is so inspiring to me that I think I could do this bar based on those kind of ingredients. I can make it so much better. I can offer it to people without using, um, with using maybe different sugar alternatives, maybe um, choosing a little bit better ingredients. And I started experimenting. So I was just in my kitchen day and night working, using different ingredients, uh, researching, bringing it from all over the world, seeing what works, what does not work, what binds, what does not bind, uh, what tastes better, what doesn't. And just basically practice. It was really long hours in the kitchen. And basically, I was able to bind everything together and come up, in my opinion, with the bar that tastes better than uh, the pine bar. I'd agree, actually, with that statement. I know the taste is subjective. You all but... respect because I have enormous <laughs> respect to those people, enormous. So For sure. It's a quality product. There's no taking away from what they've built. I think that your product and your chocolate bars, all, all of your selections, nourish the consumer and that is the biggest advantage competitive advantage that you have to offer you are giving the customer what they need beyond their taste buds but what their body actually needs protein fiber natural wholesome ingredients and that is the biggest shocker for me above all of it that the taste is great. Thank you. But it goes deeper than that. You want people to feel good about eating chocolate. Absolutely. Without the negative effects. So you made a very bold move by calling up Tony Robbins and Yes, and people are telling me, people. how did you get his phone number? How did you get there? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm more interested in how you had the confidence in yourself to to make that claim and hold yourself accountable. What was that like? It wasn't a bluff. You knew that you could get it done. But to someone else it may sound like a bluff. So how do you how do you deal with that? Well, I'm Eastern European, as you've noticed from my accent. and at From early, Poland originally, right? I'm from Poland originally. I've been living in uh, America for the past 30 years. And we Eastern Europeans, we have to get very creative. So at early age, I had to really learn how to squeeze a lemon out of, out of a grapefruit or grapefruit out of the lemon than <laughs> twice. So we get very creative. And also I believe in... Um, I, I received from my parents a very strong work, work ethics. I was talking to my mom the other day and I said, mom, uh, remember those days because my parents were in the agriculture business and my mom always as a teenager was uh, hiring me to help her out. And I was always, and I was saying to her like last week when we talked, I said, mom, remember when you like forced me to work and I really was cursing you every day where all my girlfriends were going to nightclubs or like when they were going to the beach, I had to help you with like your plants or fruits and vegetables. And I said, and you know what? Now I'm blessing you because of that, I have a very strong work ethics. 
And I never ever take a no for an answer. Even though maybe it will sound pretentious, I really don't mean it in that way. I just don't give up because I went through so much that the ultimate goal for me, I know my mission. I know I want to serve people. I know that I want to create the most incredible product on the market. So keeping this in mind just keeps me going that this is the most important thing for me in my life. This is like my baby project that there is no obstacles. And I think when you align all of this, when you align the passion, when you align love for your product, for, for your mission, I think the world conspires with, not conspires, but like collaborates with you. Like everything aligns itself to just help you. All of a sudden the right people are calling you. All of a sudden the right ingredient comes in, someone knocks to your door that you've been waiting for, someone answers your email, your prayers. So there has been a lot of praying involved, of course, um, but I've been, I've been really grateful and I really appreciate that I had this opportunity to, to, to be on this mission, on this path. And um, I wouldn't call myself lucky because I really put enormous amount of work into it. So it's just being aligned. I believe that when you align, when everything is just aligned and you know, you feel good about yourself, what you're doing, what you're giving to people, God will help you no matter what, that things will just work out the way how they're supposed to work out. And that's, that sentiment is shared in, in The Alchemist. When you want something, the whole universe conspires to make it happen for you. Exactly. And that alignment is how you are consistent throughout the entire development process. Through your upbringing, it sounds like your mother and the background, the agricultural background was a foundational component of what we see today with romantic chocolate. Definitely. What would you say in the last five years has been the most impactful aspect in your life that led to where you are with your business? Oh, wow. That's been so many things. So many things. I think the success is a part of being able to build incredible team that you deal with every single day, the way how you treat them, the way what you give them, they absolutely give it back. So for me, this was the first priority and the first challenge to build a team that I support and they support me. We are like one big family uh, because without them, I would not be here today. So this is like one first foremost uh, important thing. Also as a woman entrepreneur, it's extremely challenging. Uh, there are so many obstacles building and developing recipe. I think it was the easiest part of this journey. Uh, building a kitchen, a facility, which you have to figure out, you have to be a mechanic, you have to be a chef, you have to be electrician, you have to be, uh, I think I've got like PhD of the way how refrigerator works, <laughs> like, uh, like a freezer works, uh, figuring it out, shipping uh, situation when you have 120 degrees in California and you have to ship a package with chocolate, you have to get very creative to make sure that nothing melts. So there has been a lot of components. Um, New York is also very challenging for entrepreneurs because of the real estate, uh, different challenges to find a space, 
to being able to offer your products uh, for customers in the right location uh, to be able to uh, make sure that customers can find you. So there's been a lot of components, a lot. And I've been dealing from the day number one with, since I opened the store the following day, the building decided to put the scaffolding. I'm a new, new vendor and all of a sudden I have a huge construction nets uh, covering my store. Then someone passes by and one of the construction worker um, has an accident and a brick falls down, almost hitting someone. So at the time, actually, it was a really funny story because at the time I, um, I was going through audition on Shark Tank and I went on a, brand, on a uh, lunch break when this uh, situation with the brick happened and I was like a few blocks away having my salad and I'm getting a phone call from ABC. So I was pretty sure that it was about the audition I just did. <laughs> I'm getting a, a phone call from a, a journalist from ABC and I'm about to like proudly share the best news and he's just telling me that I have to come back fast because there has been an accident right at the front of my store. Someone oh, just no. It. So stories like this, it, it was like one challenge after another. And when I renovated the kitchen, which was completely brand new, like a week after, I'm coming in, opening the door, and I'm thinking, my God, my floor looks really beautiful today. It's so shiny. It happened that some old lady forgot to close the water who lived right above the kitchen about the store and the whole night the water was running and of course I had a flood and my ceiling collapsed and I had a brand new renovated ceiling right inside my countertops. So it was a lot of stories like this. Uh, I don't know how much time we have, but one after (laughs) another. So I was really challenged to the fullest extent. And when I was melting the chocolate, I think the chocolate was melting me and I've been tested at every single possible way. So I think from now on, I'm just looking from up the hill, not, not the other way around. So I think things are, they cannot go any worse than they were actually in the beginning. So I think I went through so many tests that now I developed a very thick skin and, and I get a lot of help and support now. So, I mean, it explains so much. You're, the, the callousness that comes with, with experience. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed? What kind of questions do you ask yourself? I pray. I pray. I meditate. Um, I listen to some soothing music. And I know I'm not the only one who goes through it. I know everybody has to go through this and figure things out. And I read books of people who inspire me, who went through the same experiences. And I'm learning how they dealt with that situation. I attend events and I ask, I go directly. I'm very bold. I go directly and I ask people, how did they deal with the challenges? How did they overcome it? So taking it from others who, who've done it and who've dealt with similar situations. And it's a very supportive community, I have to say. People in this industry are very supportive. They are there to help you. And the questions you have, they, they really dare to really help you as much as they can. So this is really, really incredible to experience that it's like a brother and sisterhood. So you're constantly educating yourself and seeking oh, yeah. out yes. and seeking out new information. It's like a continuing education. Yes, yes. I attend a lot of different trade shows and different events. Actually, this year, unfortunately, all of them got canceled. 
but through those events and networking and meeting incredible people, like vendors next to me, we're becoming, uh, like we're bonding and we're becoming best friends and we're helping each other. And it, it's really tremendous, really tremendous. And I help as much as I can any new young entrepreneurs who just don't know where to start or they are vulnerable or they don't know if they should pursue this, uh, this passion of theirs because it's not always passion that it's really enough. You really have to put work into it, hours and hard work. I'm sure it's the same in your business. I think in any kind of business today, even if you're an athlete, talent is just not enough. You just have to put the hours and work and mental. It's really like it comes to mental, physique and work. There is really no secret to like a shortcut. One of the elements that we haven't discussed yet, even though we've mentioned the kitchen a few times and, and the wonderful ingredients, is that your product is actually handmade. Yes. And the quality is super consistent across the board. Yes. How do you maintain that high quality level of output without compromising the integrity of the product? Well, the pilot um, has to fly, can fly commercial flight when he has 10,000 hours. So I think you become an expert in your field when you do repetition of 10,000 tasks the same. I think we make approximately 20,000 bars a month. So you can imagine I've got a lot of practice doing it for five years. So just by basically by practicing, of course, not every single bar. Of course, we do have cases that it does happen because we're not robots, we're human beings. So of course it happens that uh, sometimes something uh, gets overseen or, or things uh, don't come out the way how we would like to. But most of the time I have to say we've been pretty consistent and it's really coming out exactly the way how, how, how they should come out. So just practice, practice, practice like everything else. Yeah, that 10,000 hour, hour rule, that's uh, Malcolm Gladwell. He talks about it with it. I mean, no, but it, it sounds like it's what is required in order to reach the level that you're at. You mentioned young entrepreneurs and how passion isn't enough, yet you figured out a way to marry your passion and your interests and your knowledge base what would you say to someone who is seeking to explore their passions and pursuits, but don't necessarily know how to get started? Absolutely. Um, this is a very common question. And I was questioning myself when I was uh, starting this business. I've noticed because I hire a lot of young people and the common denominator is that they want to get things super fast. Uh, that they are super sensitive. They are hardworking, but I believe that there is nothing better than patience and practice. There is no shortcut in life. If someone offers you become rich overnight, maybe if you win a lottery, good luck to you, and it's (laughs) fantastic. Uh, But even though those people, they always end up in debt, so it does not always work out the way how they would like to. So what I would tell them really first and foremost, be patient, spend more time what you love to do, surround yourself with very positive people. And maybe the best idea would be first to start working for someone 
who is doing exactly what you would like to do and see from the, from the, from the side that you want to experience if this is something for you. Like we offer a lot of uh, internship opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we have different programs for students from culinary schools, from students from marketing. And I always tell them, tell me what your strength is. How can I support you? I don't want to offer you something that you're absolutely going to hate. I want to put you into a task or into a project that you're absolutely going to love and you're going to put all your passion and give 100%. So you're going to know if this is something what you want to pursue in the future going forward. Maybe it's completely not what you were thinking. You were uh, reading about something or you thought this is something that it would be the right fit. But when you actually start to working in the field, it's absolutely not what you want to do. So I think maybe if you're starting, if you don't have founds, if you have no experience, you just, all you have is passion, it's great. Just work for someone for a short period of time. Do the internship. Uh, offer them, now it's a challenging market, but then offer them some kind, of, uh, some kind of help where you could learn and benefit and bring something to the company. If you're thinking just making a quick buck, you're going to do it because the, the road leads to financial prosperity. Okay, that's great, but that's, that's not enough. Today, we really have to excel. Um, you really have to today to provide a great service, great product, uh, a lot of passion. So, and you have to be really focused on what you're doing. Focus is a really main key ingredient. Really, really focus. I've seen so many talented people um, having great ideas, great products, but they are just not focused. They're all over the place. And, and sooner or later, you just realize that they are no longer on the market. So that's a sad story because they had talents. They had amazing, uh, amazing fresh ideas. And if they're not focused, then, then, it's, uh, then it's hard and it's hard to capture it. But I think uh, just working for someone, learning, studying, there are so many events. We live in the city where normally when everything is back to normal, there is so many incredible opportunities to attend great events, listen to people, ask questions, read books. Today, there's really no excuse. You have everything on the internet. There is social media. People share information. So you just have to find the right fit. What, what's, what, what, you, what is their niche that you love and that you could uh, solve the problem for someone or you can offer something incredible for someone. And I think uh, this is just a simple formula. It sounds very simple, but, uh, but it's achievable and it's durable. Well, first off, you have a lot of empathy yes, for the people that come work for you, for the consumer, and for the audience. It sounds as though you're always trying to offer your life experience in an effort to allow people to not necessarily skip steps. You're actually preaching the opposite. You're preaching do the work which there isn't enough of that message out there. And based on the literature you've consumed, the events that you've attended, and the breadth of experience under your belt, that it comes from a very good place, from a very warm place. And you sense that because you're not really afraid of the competition. No. You welcome it, in fact. Yeah. And yeah. That, is, that is a very brazen approach. I'm sure you get a lot of opportunities that come your way or you 
find yourself in situations where you have to say no. How do you go about doing that? How do you know when to say no? It's very and how hard. do you and how do you say no? It's very hard because like I said, I don't like <laughs> I don't take no for an answer. So this is like the situation is reversed. And I was um I had to actually choose. I had to make a really difficult decision because at certain point when you really want to grow, you need an investor, you need a mentor. Uh, if you want to stay on one level, that's absolutely fine. But I think when you want to really grow and take the company to a much bigger, much um, broader level, that's, um, that's completely a different ballgame. So yes, I was approached and I approached different people and, and just... Uh, even though it sounds a lot of times uh, deals sound very glamorous and sound like they can offer a lot. I think there is more, I realized for me that there is more growing for me to do. There is more to learn. And I just have to accept the fact that it's not the right time. It's not the right person. And it's exactly like in real life. Like you just have to make the decision being able to see because one wrong decision can really lead you to the failure to to just um, jeopardize everything that you've been working for for all that long time. So you really have to be smart and follow your intuition. If it feels right in your gut, if it's, uh, if it's the right, if it's the right uh, decision to make and if it's the right fit. And sometimes it's not. So you really have to be honest with yourself. Uh, first and foremost, you have to be honest with yourself and to answer and see how it feels to be able to say no. But... But it's a good problem to have, I would say. <laughs> you, you mentioned Shark Tank earlier. Yes. So you auditioned. Yes. You had an opportunity. Yes. You want to go into that a little bit? Uh, sure, sure. I can speak about it now. So, um, so that was a great program that I was inspired by. And I absolutely wanted to work with Mark Cuban, who for me was a genius uh, a uh, very brilliant man with a lot of great strategies. And I absolutely wanted uh, to form some kind of partnership with him. So I went through, through auditions, but somehow I made to the final run, but I didn't uh, make it to the, um, to the LA uh, final program. So I was not called, so I was really devastated. And that was the time when that call came from ABC when someone got hit with the brick at the front of my, uh, my kitchen. So, but somehow I got connected to him. You see, this is the time what I was talking about when the right people come at the right time. So I was uh, connected to him. We've been uh, speaking for almost a year back and forth, having exchanging different ideas. And somehow, unfortunately, it didn't work. It didn't come to fruition. I think uh, maybe it was prematurely for me, but I've learned tremendous amount uh, of knowledge. I always like swimming with the sharks. It's even my idea was I either get my head bitten off or I learn something. So this was the case of tremendous learning, tremendous experience. Um, it's a serious, serious business dealing when you deal with people like this. And uh, hopefully we can revisit one day. But for now, things, things also now are completely different because of the pandemic. So a lot of things are happening and developing. We just... Um, launched we're launching actually with whole foods so we're growing and i think when i see that growth like i really imagined for that company then i think i'll be open to pursue other opportunities and 
and revisit a lot of uh, a lot of um, a lot of other other things that probably will present itself at the right time. I just really have faith and I really believe in destiny that what's meant to be, it will reveal itself at the right time with the right person and everything will work out as it has been. You're constantly taking things in stride. As an entrepreneur, you have to. (laughs) You have to go one step at a time, but always be ready to take a quantum leap. Yes. You've had interactions with Tony Robbins, Mark Cuban, Shark Tank. You've experienced the whole range of emotions from devastation to, to fulfillment. So what would you say has been the most rewarding aspect of this entire process despite facing all of those obstacles? Yes, the first thing what comes to my mind is that I survived. Because when I walk the block, going to work every single day, and I see my favorite coffee shops, my favorite restaurants closing down, it's really heartbreaking. And they were multi-million dollar companies, they were super successful, and they are no longer available for us to enjoy. So this is really heartbreaking. So I really take a huge gratitude and pride that we're still open, we're never closed, We were there serving uh, our customers. Uh, Thank God we were essential workers. So I was able to stay even long hours. Uh, I was always there for my customers, always. I was always making sure that all the orders are getting there. Uh, For people who were not able to shop uh, in person, that they were getting orders uh, online. So I was always making sure that this was my duty to fulfill, to make sure that they will be served. And I'm super grateful for surviving in this very challenging economy and very challenging times for a lot of people that I was a little part, I could put a little part to kind of unite us because what we really get united by, it's by food. And I feel like those days me, like I feel like maybe people are a little bit divided because there's so much chaos and riots and so much so much going on that it's normal. It's normal. We feel very vulnerable. We don't know what's going to happen. We really don't know. So many people lost their loved ones. So I am very proud and I'm very grateful that I could put one bar at a time to unite people through sweetness and through healthy, nutritious meals and snacks. And that I could, hopefully I could make a difference and and sweeten everyone's life who's going through this difficult, uh, difficult time. So, so I'm happy to, to be part of it, that to make a little difference, it makes a huge difference to me. And that's the type of energy I wanted to bring to the show and that I know you bring to this world because even when things aren't going your way, as cliche as it sounds, perspective is everything and constantly seeking what it takes to overcome, asking yourself the questions, how can I overcome this challenge? What am I going to do to overcome this challenge? And then putting those plans into action, patience, understanding. All of these are different aspects of your persona that have made Romantic such a success on so many different levels. 
For me, what I find to be the most fascinating aspect of your entire business is not only the journey that you have endured throughout this entire process over the years from its inception until now, because it's been such a roller coaster where you feel like you've made it and then you got to take another step and then you feel like you made it again and then you oh. got to take another step oh, yes. and that can make you feel everything but constantly pushing through it despite all of that even if cuban says no or not right now you're even saying you walk down the block and you see other companies that didn't have those conversations that are shutting down their businesses and you get to keep walking to work and you are essential. And I think some people, hopefully through this show, will realize, or obviously through your product, that it's something you need. You put chocolate on a platform, Bolivian chocolate, right? on a platform with all of these phenomenal ingredients that actually give you energy and guilt-free type of snack. It could be a breakfast. It could be a post-workout. It could be a snack after dinner. And it's not going to get in the way of your goals. It's not going to get in the way. It's only going to enhance your lifestyle. If anything, it's like a, it's like a biohack. And it's something that, is going to get the attention that it deserves. I haven't stopped believing in it at all, nor have I stopped eating it. I wanted to ask you where the name came from, Romantic Chocolate. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been looking for names, and I think this is like the hardest part for every entrepreneur that comes up with the new project, or with the new idea. So it was in the shower. I get all my ideas in the shower. It just, the song came, something about romantic. And I'm like, romantic, romantic chocolate, chocolate romantic. And I made the marriage right there on the spot. Surreal. It happens right there. (laughs) Which actually there's uh, something to parse out there. It's, It's people tend to come up with their best ideas when they're relaxed. I saw something the other day about how uh, an individual actually takes notes when he's in the shower. Wow. And yeah, it's interesting, right? (laughs) It's something that, and I thought about it the other day. I get some really good ideas when I'm in my most relaxed states. That's almost a way to be in a form of flow state, if you will. And flow state is something we've talked about on the show in the past. Do you find that there are, better parts of the or certain parts of the day that you operate more effectively to get or are there practices that you use to get into your flow state do you find it's when you're in the kitchen or when you just sold a a bar to a new customer what does it take to get you into your flow state i am definitely a night person in the morning don't talk to me i have no ideas At night, they all seem to be flowing. Something activates in my brain at night that is just, I'm brainstorming. But I'm constantly brainstorming. It's just, uh, I happen to have a lot of energy at night. And I happen to have just, in general, I have tons of energy. I don't know 
where is it from? Maybe from the bars, <laughs> I don't know. But I just have a lot of energy, a lot, a lot. And the ideas, they just come at night. And I'm, I'm looking and seeking uh, inspiration at everything, everything. I question everything. Uh, I want to know everything. I'm curious about everything. So it's just, I like to connect things. I like to connect people. I like to talk to people. Uh, so that's how I come up constantly with some ideas. I'm constantly working on something, constantly. I don't like holidays. I don't like vacation. When I go on vacation, I'm constantly working. This is crazy. So... <laughs> So you mentioned you like talking to people. I know that you have great experience interviewing some people yourself. Yes. John Quinones, for example. Oh, I love John. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So what is it like to be on the other side, asking the questions, but also answering the questions? What made you want to start interviewing different people? Oh, it's a nerve wracking. Before, um, I, th I thought at first it was really easy that uh, the camera just keeps rolling and you can ask uh, the questions and, uh, and it will just happen. No, it's really, really nerve wracking. And when you speak to certain people, you really have to be prepared in order to respect their time and respect their work, what they're doing. So um, I just thought it was just another experience. I like to experiment uh, and experience different parts of my life. And I think each part teaches you something. So, um, so this was a great part where I've met a lot of great people and I thought, why not share their knowledge and experience with others and capture that so others could learn, hopefully, and, uh, and take advantage of that. So, so I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a, if you have a talent to do this and if you know how to ask the right questions and how to get the best out of those people, I think it's a fantastic uh, fantastic passion or job or whatever you want to call it to pursue. So it's really great, especially today with so many platforms available. It's, uh, it's really fantastic to do this. And we see it happening more and more. Everyone is interviewing great people and, and it's fantastic that we have access to this. We can pick everyone's mind and learn something. Even if you learn one thing, that's already huge. And you're someone that I've learned a lot from, not only in this conversation, but over the course of our entire friendship and watching you run a business, the, the level of dedication that it takes. I mentioned consistency earlier. Also, the depth of experience coming from, like we said, your entrepreneurial journey, but also your background, making the recipes, as well as taking it upon yourself to interview people in different industries i know you're coming out with a book is that uh, still on the table it's um we already have an ebook which is available on the website where you can upload like very simple healthy recipes and we were considering to do a print version of this so that's down the line um we're gonna wait until probably end of the year and see how things will develop and hopefully everything is back to normal. And I cannot wait for all the new opportunities and all the new events and meeting all new people and, and a lot of exciting things are going to happen. So really looking forward to all of this. I think we all are. We're all tired of sitting at home and working out of homes. And I think we're all ready to go and start. And maybe this whole experience will give us different perspective. Maybe we will appreciate things or look at things from different perspective and maybe it will give us fresh start and fresh energy 
And I'm very optimistic. I think the future holds incredible uh, perspective for all of us. And I'm really excited and looking forward to, to start a new journey and start a new year. Let's forget 2020. It never existed. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha, where can everyone find you? Yes. So, of course, on social medias, uh, Romantic Chocolate, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, also, if any of your followers has any questions, I'm very easy reachable via email, info at romanticchocolate.com. And, uh, and visit us at the store, which is located on First Avenue between 57 and 58th Street. We open seven days a week. So we welcome everyone to come in and try romantic chocolate. Kasha, thank you so much for sitting down with me. It's always a pleasure. I always learn from you. And this is just another another aspect of your journey that I can't wait to see what, what the universe holds next for you. I love the chocolate that you have made. I love the message that you're spreading. And I can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon in the store, I hope. I look forward to it. Absolutely. <laughs> anytime thank you so much for having me thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of inside the inspired for all the latest updates kasha has coming your way check out her website romanticchocolate.com you can also follow kasha on instagram at romanticchocolate i'm always looking to bring on experts from any given field so if there's anyone that you want to hear from in particular feel free to reach out to me on instagram at inside the inspired Each one of the guests has presented a unique opportunity to share their story and hopefully give you a gem of wisdom that you can carry on into your life. All of these people seek to become a better version of themselves each and every day regardless of the experiences and obstacles that they face in their day to day. That's why I wanted to bring them on this show because it's all about resilience and perseverance, continuing to smile in the face of adversity and the results will come your way. It's just a matter of being able to take pride and solace in that moment to moment. So I hope you continue to learn from these people just as I have, and I can't wait for you to meet everyone else for the rest of the season. So that's all for this episode. I look forward to hanging out with you next week when we bring on Brittany Van Nata, professional dancer out in LA, ready to bring her vibes to Inside the Inspired. In the meantime, stay safe, stay strong, stay mindful.